Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 82. You can't go back, you can only go forward. Life is always moving forward. It's okay to revisit things to understand them, but going back isn't really an option because your life is, again, your life is always moving forward. And I, I started thinking about this topic when I was watching an online creator talk about, you know, what's the fear that's holding you back right now? Like, what's really holding you back? Can we have a conversation with that? And like, what are you really afraid of? Right. And when I found that when you lean in and you just try to understand it, you learn a lot more about the simplicity of um, the situation versus how complex we're making it up in our mind. And, um, what it also got me thinking about was uh, one of my favorite authors, Paolo Coelho. He wrote The Alchemist. And it's one of my favorite books. If you have not read it, please do so. And I, I want to talk a little bit about the book as an example. You know, he was famously quoted for saying, when you want something, the whole universe conspires to make it happen. Like the whole world, you know, everything in its energy will, you know, will conspire to make it happen. Um, and I like to add that when you, when he said, and when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you achieve it. Um, you know, I like to throw God in there because I, I look at it as like um, his point being that when you move, the world kind of comes and shapes around your movement. Where I like to throw God in there is that I love moving within my purpose and soul and trusting that, which he really alludes to a lot in the book and in trusting your soul to just move. Now, um, I'm only going to give a beginning portion of the book as a reference in case any of you who haven't read it yet. So I'm not giving anything major away, but this is the whole point. So it goes like this. You guys know I love telling good stories. (laughs) So, excuse me. So the book basically starts out with this young shepherd and he is, you know, living in uh, Andalusia, which is southern Spain. But uh, Paulo Coelho doesn't really like to always, I think when he references time and space, he doesn't really necessarily use like exact locations. He tries to make it feel like it's universal. So he says Andalusia, which is southern Spain. And he's, you know, he's a, a, a sheep herder. And um, he's having these dreams of a, a massive treasure is, um, you know, and, and about his life and some things that are, are that he feels really called to and that are meant for him. And so he's having these dreams and he's wanting, you know, to learn and understand more about them. You know, he right now currently, you know, he likes his life. He wants more for himself, but he's not really sure what to do and <clears throat> et cetera. And so he uh, he starts contemplating, well, what is my next move? And so he has a series. I'm, I'm going to try to kind of shorten this part up. But, he, you know, he has a series of meetings with different people, like random meetups and, you know, quote unquote, not so random. But when you start wanting the answers, you know, God will deliver, <laughs> you know, and works through people. And so uh, ends up figuring out that he has to go for it. He has to go for the thing that's calling for him. But, you know, it's a hard time leaving comfort. It's a hard time leaving what he's always known. Or, uh, you know, it's a hard time because there's this vast unknown. But you're having to trust your soul. And so he ends up 
making the decision that he's going to leave, which he has to now, um, he's like, what am I going to do with my, my flock? You know, I got to put it out there that, you know, hopefully I can, I can sell it just like that. Somebody comes in and, uh, is ready to, you know, an old friend is like, you know, I'm thinking about getting into, you know, into sheep herding. And he's like, you're in luck. I, I would love to, you know, um, uh, sell this to you. And so he makes his money from there and he uses that money to buy a one-way ticket because he's going to travel uh, across from Spain into Africa. Uh, what would be Morocco? Again, these countries uh, aren't necessarily, and continents aren't necessarily named in the book. Um, but uh, he's basically trying to get to these pyramids, if you will, as part of his calling, um, or at least his journey. Point of the story of this part of the story is that he... he um, gets this money he then travels to this city uh over in like what would be modern day morocco and um he you know has a series of encounters and he constantly remembers how you know yeah everything's always working in your favor everything's always working in your favor um you know keep taking chances and he ends up taking a wrong chance very early on and loses all of his money and this is the part of the story that i wanted to share with you one of the things that happened when he lost all of his money is he, you know, first of all, he only bought a one-way ticket. He and he left his life, his old life, behind. And he thought, okay, you know what? Let me see how I can work here to make money, um, so I can buy my ticket to go home, so I can go back. And he finds this crystal shop, uh, glassware, and all the stuff, and you know, bargains with the uh, with the gentleman, and ends up, you know, getting a job there and being able to also stay there in the you know the apartment up above. Um, and actually does so well for this person that ends up making this person like even more money, you know, throughout the year from just little things and, you know, really doing a good job, uh, because he's, he's being present in his job and he's making money and he's saving it and all this other stuff. And as he's doing this job over the course of a year, he sees how much that this, uh, owner of this crystal shop really hadn't lived out more of the things that he really wanted to. And so he starts contemplating, I have enough money to go back, but what am I really going back to? And that's the premise of this episode. He said, I have enough money, but what am I really going back to? I already know that life. I've been there before. And if I ever want to go back to it, and this is a recurring theme that was brought up early on too. If I ever want to go back to it, it's still there. I can always go back to it. But here's the kicker. This is the kicker when you move and you just move in your in, in trying to figure it out and move with your life and try to make things happen. Pretty much 100 percent of the time you, you don't go back, you know, it exists and you know that you can. But once you step forward, once you move in making a change, there's so many things that are going on. And here's my theories about why you can't go back. And it's from my own personal experiences. And the reason being is because you can no longer plead. Number one, you can no longer plead ignorance um, in what you've just learned and realized, you know, meaning like the reason why ignorance is bliss is because once you know something, you're like, well, you know, kind of have to keep going with it. You know, I can't say that I don't know because I do know. And there's there's more here to be solved. There's more here to be discovered. And so, you know, he decides he's not going to go back. He's going to keep going forward with the original mission even though he detoured, right? So like, let's bring that part up. Even though, and, and here's the funny part, and I don't even really want to use that word. Did he detour? Or was that part of things working out in his favor? 
It's always working in your favor when you move. We just have this expectation of what it should look like. That's our fault. That's our humanness coming in. But not only did he make good money and um, learn in a new culture, learn a new language, um, but also, uh, you know, met new friends, met new people and continued on in his journey. Look, how he originally started the journey wouldn't have been able to completely sustain itself anyways without this next step. So he needed this step regardless whether he knew it or not. Things are always working in your favor. But so the, so the first point that I was making about why he can't go back is, you know, he already knows too much and that's he has to keep going and that there are some things missing and that he knows what he left behind that if he ever really wanted to, he could go back to it. But, you know, um, he still wanted to know more. And I think that that's God. That's our soul. That's our soul saying, like, you want to keep going? You want to keep going? Yeah, you want to keep going. I know you do. Um, so that's, you know, that's, so that's the first thing thought of the, the second thing is that the calling has this way of when you're just in movement, whether things are working out with your expectations of what they should look like or not. And most likely they're not, not, not in a negative way, but in a way that like they're either working even better than you could ever imagine, or they just look different than you ever thought of. Right. But when you're when you're moving in that calling there's just a tug and um again kind of back to his his original thing is like well i could always go back but i already know what that is i still need to know what's forward that i mean is where i think curiosity plays in our favor that wanting to discover all that we are capable of wanting to discover um, you know, where this is all really going, you know, you can only stay comfortable as long as you quote unquote, I don't, I find comfort zones, not so comfortable. Uh, in fact, they make me nervous <laughs> because I'm like, no, no, no. Like I want to, you know, keep, keep moving. I I've gotten addicted to moving forward, um, in, um, in everything because I want to see God work. I want to see what happens if I don't stop, right? And I've heard that expression before online. I want to see what happens if I don't stop. And we're not here to just stop. Now, <clears throat> I'm not saying that if where you're at feels right, it's not about feeling good, but it feels like right, like it feels right. And you're wanting to optimize that even more. At least you're always elevating it <clears throat> and not just leaving it to simply just be and exist, right? Um, but the second point being is that like your calling like is you know, how far does this thing go? And I think that that's a beautiful curiosity to have and almost inevitable because um, only staying with what we know has this sometimes anxious feeling because we know that there's more and that's our soul, right? So I would, I'd say that, the, you know, the second point is that's why answering the calling and continue to move forward or continue to optimize or continue to grow and continue to bloom this, you know, your, your path is vital, absolutely vital. And so now in each area, right. In each new, like, you know, season, the, this, um, uh, young boy, Diego in, in the alchemist, you know, young, I don't know, he's in his twenties, I guess he, again, doesn't really reference age either. But, um, you know, uh, but older, you know, um, he uh, he's contemplating 
you know, what's really holding me back? You know, what's the fear? And I think that that's another thing to bring, bring up too is a third point, which is every time you move and you're not sure what to do next, are you really not sure what to do next? Or are you, you know, which may be very much the case, or are you afraid or, um, you know, are you just not wanting to let go? Right. And, um, I heard a really great thing in a workshop this last weekend. Uh, we can receive at which we accelerate the rate of acceptance um, for our, the things that are meant for us, right? And so I think that in this moment where he, you can always be contemplating like, well, what am I really afraid of? You know, Diego was in this position of saying, do I go back? And at least that's a known constant, you know, why would I go back? Something already wasn't feeling right. And that's a key thing right there. Why would I go back? Something wasn't already feeling right. It's not that it wasn't like, and if and for those of you that read the story, you know the ending. And it's like one of the greatest, most classic endings of any book, in my opinion, because it's one of those you didn't see it coming, but you should have. And, you, and it totally makes sense. And that's exactly how life is often. But there was something missing from where he was at. And he knew that. And so... Was it really afraid of the unknown or was he afraid of missing the unknown, missing something, you know, if he went back, missing something that he knew he had to do, even if it is unknown. And the former was far more uh, important than the latter. The unknown might be scary, but he had to he had to go and figure it out. You can't go back. You cannot go back. You can only go forward. Everything is forward. Even if, by the way, people, places, experiences, um, uh, you know, art, ideas, whatever, come back around and have another season with us at a more elevated place, it's still from a future, not a past, right? Um, But ultimately, you know that anything in your past is in your past for a reason, meaning that where you're currently at and where you're currently going have extra variables based on you knowing that there's more and you need more and you want more and there's more calling for you. And um, so that's, that's why I wanted to, you know, I wanted to address really basically those, those kind of three points. But, and I thought that when I saw that piece of content online where the, the content creator was saying, you know, what are you really afraid of? Um, like what, what really, really, really stops you because you know how it turns out. And, and he's right. You do know how it turns out. You just might either have an expectation or a fear or, you know, I want to fail or I don't want this, I want that. It always works out. It is always working out in your favor. It is never not working in your favor. I assure you. I assure you it's not. Um, and I, I think, again, when we detach these expectations of, oh, this is how it should look. And it should just be, you know, this way, the whole way. And, and that's how easy it should be. And I'm not saying that there shouldn't be ease. Actually, I, I do think that there should be ease. I think the dis-ease, <laughs> the, the lack of ease comes from um, our expectations. And so then we end up taking on the experiences as we're moving through our journey as a, um, you know, very heavy obstacles. And yes, they can feel quite heavy. I, I, I felt that many, many times, but as I get closer to God and, you know, constantly creating from my soul and and working in that capacity, 
I'm constantly realizing, especially as I look back, how many of the things, God, they are always so working in your favor. They're always working for, in fact, I even have more gratitude for the things that it kept me from areas where I probably shouldn't have been in. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that was actually quite, quite protective. And I realized, wow, uh, my stubbornness to think I know what I want versus um, my soul knowing exactly what I need and then making and ensuring that it doesn't veer too far off um, because of my expectations. So uh, some things to think about on that. Uh, you can't go back. You can only go forward. Enjoy the journey. Uh, leave some of the expectations out, but work on understanding more like feeling from the soul and um, owning that journey and moving one step forward at a time and always addressing what are you really afraid of? Rip the bandaid off, man. Like as soon as like you're like, oh, this I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. It always works out. You know this to be true. Again, I said this a minute ago, but I'll tell you this. The reason why you know it always to be true, because if you're here right now and you're even listening to this, then everything has worked out up to this moment. And I know some when you start attaching to the physical world a little bit and and I'm not trying to like bypass it. I'm just saying that like when you say, well, it's actually been quite brutal along the way. (laughs) Listen, we've all had crazy experiences along the way. What are they telling you? What are they teaching you? Like and even though we're not necessarily here to get, um, you know, drastic obstacles and lessons, you know, again, I don't think we're here to struggle. I just think that we're, um, that our decisions and choices and what's going on in our head, if we're not constantly connecting to, <laughs> to our soul and, uh, and moving in that capacity, we end up in, you know, a few obstacles along the way that do not feel good. But isn't it funny how you always make it out of them? So take note of that. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to go on too much of a tear off the subject but you can't go back you can only go forward and you know think about the story of Diego in the alchemist where he knew what he could go back to he had been there before and he remembered what it felt like and it wasn't even bad and quite frankly he he did like it but he knew something was missing and it's only because what's missing is the story is the journey is him continuously moving and um, he knew that there was something waiting for him and he was having a calling and he was answering that calling and things were moving in his favor regardless of what they looked like along the way. So take that, you know, thought process. Um, when you leave here, you can't go back. You can only go forward and you're always moving forward whether you realize it or not. So even in areas that you feel stuck in, that you're staying in there and it's like, man, I'm, why am, I, am I really rehashing these things over and over and over again? You can easily move out of it by making a decision different than what you've been making, but try to understand it, not dwell in it, but move differently. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Uh, as always, please leave a written review on Apple at your earliest convenience. Listen, there's almost 9,000 of you guys that have been listening to this podcast at some point or another. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, you know, this is growing fairly quickly, but I'd like to reach more people and Apple helps that happen when there are more written reviews. So if you haven't taken the time, there's plenty of you guys out there that can uh, do so when you when you get a moment. I so truly appreciate it and just appreciate you being a part of the community. Uh, Thank you guys. As always, until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. 
Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.